Hello again, and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in the liberty where we have been made free from Alma 5840 in the Book of Mormon. So, second interview, this one was super fun with uh, Todd Hansen. This guy is just... Anybody who's, who's watched BYU TV and Story Trek, I, it took me a while to get this to happen because I had the best to Todd, trying to get a hold of him and... Uh, busy guy because he's just done so many good things um, with his show and now with what he's doing now with his website which we'll talk about more but what are your first thoughts about uh, the discussion we had it was wonderful and trying not to you know fangirl because I love <laughs> Star Trek I thought it was so admirable of him to go around and find out you know find and record people's stories and letting you know that everyone does have a story to tell that is worth sharing with the world and you may think it's insignificant but it's worth it and um, I know that when I was watching a lot of his, his a lot of those episodes with my grandpa um, after my grandma passed it was kind of a bonding moment for my grandpa and I to have that to connect over um, and just know that there's others out there that have had similar or even different experiences, but we've all, you know, had those experiences that either have led us to Jesus or in some cases, I don't know if they had, I don't remember any episodes where he had a leading away from Jesus, but it's just... Something that built upon family relationships, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, wait a minute. There's so many different kinds of people out here. We should really look for understanding because no matter how boring you think your life is, you know, like I I remember back when uh, LDS Journal was a thing. I, actually, I don't know. It still might be. I don't recall um, their website. I think they changed over to something different. But one of the ads I used to see on there when I was journaling online, it's all on my hard drive now, but when I was doing that, one of the ads said... I don't think my life is too exciting. This, you know, I had the picture of this lady, kind of like with this indifferent look on her face. Like, I don't think my life's that exciting, but I'll let my posterity decide. And so she journaled, right? And um, since I've been driving Uber and rideshare and stuff too, like the people I meet, met, the stories I've heard, it's like, you know, we all really just need to stop judging each other because <laughs> you never know what someone can turn into. So yeah, you can always find your best friend. Yep. next door if you give them a chance yeah and Todd talks a little bit about that in here so pay attention to that it's really good stuff in fact he uses he talks about how he uses uh, used the the show he hosted the story trek to help him uh, overcome a specific weakness that he had for a while that just kind of the way he explains it just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere but I mean he'll explain what happens well, I also he'll, think his other journalism experience before that also helped yeah that that too uh, yeah he mentions that that's but of right. all things the, with that weakness which I, I share kindred spirit with that um, <laughs> to go into something that you you must overcome that fast otherwise you will sink yep yep sometimes in, in Lord, journalism yeah. or in recording or acting or anything in, in the public's eye you must there's certain things you got to learn to do just do it or mm -hmm. Find something different. Yeah, and the Lord can help you overcome that. And there's a lot of discussion about that here too, where how the Lord can just take those things and oh, I'm gonna have you do this. Wait, what? That is totally not what I'm good at. The Lord's like, well, let me show you a little something. I can help you out. <laughs> a lot of good stories in here about that one. So absolutely, hope you enjoy. Yep. Here we go. Really, really cool story behind this this episode. Um, I had actually messaged. Uh, Todd Hansen on Facebook a while back, last year actually, and when I was just kind of, we'd be, a few months earlier I had just ended season two and I'm like, hey, um, we should get, you know, like really, like more really awesome people for season three. <laughs> and so I messaged him and he's like, hey, send me an email and we'll get something worked out. For those of you who don't know uh, Todd Hansen from the story track, we'll have him introduce himself a little bit here, but uh, that is a really fun show if you ever... I mean, maybe he can tell you where to find uh, episodes if they're still up, but uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a bit, Todd? Well, um, yeah, that's primarily what I'm known for, is <laughs> the Story Trek TV show on BYU TV. 
ran for 12 seasons. Uh, there's about 150 episodes out there. So if you're ever really bored and <laughs> <don't> really bored, <laughs> something, um, and you can binge for a long time on these episodes, and you can find them on BYUTV.org or BYUTV.com. Either one will take you there. And search for Story Trek or The Story Trek. And, and you'll find a couple of different shows. There's the spin-off show we did, uh, Story Trek Trending. And then there's the main flagship show uh, called The Story Trek. Uh, prior to that, I was a TV newsboy. I think that's the technical term, right? Okay. Well, TV newsboy or, or journalist, uh, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Uh, for 12 years, a um, few different stations. That's my traditional training. Got a broadcast journalism degree at BYU and thought I'd be doing that forever, really, uh, until I kind of got a little bored with news, actually, and uh, left, actually left TV forever, I thought, but uh, got a marketing job. And then when I heard the network was looking for programming ideas, I pitched my show idea and yeah, did that. It was amazing. So that's a little bit about me. Wow. Maybe maybe you'll ask more <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> questions later. Oh, yeah, more, more always comes up when you know people are telling stories about their lives. So looking forward to that. Um, okay, so you're... Your background with – I'm actually curious a little bit as well with, about your background with, like, with your faith and with your membership in the church. And can you talk a bit about that? And <clears throat> Well, yeah, I, I'm a convert to the church. Uh, everybody is, right? I mean, I grew up in the church. <laughs> yeah, So yeah. I was baptized at eight years old. But I think everybody needs to uh, have that conversion at some point, yeah. But uh, and we're talking about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, in case uh, anybody's wondering. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this, the show is this podcast is mainly like geared toward members of the church, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but there might be some people out there who yeah. might not uh, be members of that particular. Yeah. We we've received feedback from few, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully it's positive. Maybe it's negative, <laughs> but uh, church membership has blessed my life every day. So it, it's been amazing. It, it was a struggle initially when I was younger, growing up painfully, painfully shy and wondering, why do I have to do these things like uh, giving talks in church, which <laughs> I'm certain are going to kill me? You know, if I have to stand up in front of uh, people and open my mouth, um, this this is going to kill me. I'm certain of it. And, <laughs> but you do it and and you have growth and you have these experiences and uh, then you have blessings later and, and it blesses your life. Absolutely. So uh, you experience that and, and it's line upon line, right? And it's precept upon precept and your faith grows and you continue to have those experiences as long as you exercise that faith. And that's, that's a struggle with a lot of people. They're like, well, I don't have a lot of faith. Well, how much faith have you exercised? You know, what have you done to show your faith, to try to exercise your faith? Because uh, exercise is work, right? You got to do a little bit of work, yeah. and, and then I, I'm, I'm thinking it. I'm sure it took a lot of that for you to get from the shy kid to what you did with the show. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I mean, if if you would have told my parents when I was younger that. <laughs> hey, your son, I think someday will probably be like a TV anchor guy or or maybe have his own television show or something. You would have got one of two reactions. They would have just laughed or they probably would have been offended and said, don't make fun of our son. We know he's got issues and that's just not cool. So just don't go there. Wow. <laughs> Because I was, I mean, I wasn't just shy. I was crippled by my shyness. You know, I just shut down at some point when I was younger. So see, I know you yeah. had, Colette, you had, I had like... the same problem growing up. And <laughs> it wasn't until I had a turnaround with my testimony that I broke out of my shell. Yeah. And, and it's amazing what God can do to expand you 
with his help and, and bring out the talents that he's blessed you with. And so it's, it's not me, it's him, right? And it's, it's just what I've been given. But if you exercise a little bit, then things can change in your life and you can be magnified in an unbelievable way. Yeah, yeah, like the, the stuff just pops out of like, wait, that was awesome. Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, wait. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, you know, just look upward. I know that was you. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. Well, so today, your the, the scriptures you sent me that uh, you know we're gonna be asked like around which we've framed the uh, framed the questions we have for you, um, you know, regarding from what. Uh, from what I read in them, the you know personal peace and freedom, um, relating that to that, uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you, and I mean it, when I, when we go through this, any like side notes, anecdotes, whatever you have from personal experiences that kind of emphasize the point or uh, help illustrate, you know, what your response is to these, feel free to include them. We we love learning about Todd in this episode. So sure. <laughs> um, so what? What to you is the most important reason, or you know, or, or more than one, um, if you'd like, that Christ's overcoming the world gives us the freedom to feel peace, regardless of tribulation? Because that first scripture, you know, you mentioned uh, John sixteen thirty three. I'll just read it for our listeners. These things have I spoken unto you that in ye in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be a good, of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You know, so that having peace in tribulation. What's the most important reason that Christ's overcoming that gives us freedom to have that peace? Well, it, obviously his example, right? And we, when I, when I was younger, I was constantly wishing my life away, wishing that, oh, I wish I was just a little bit older. I wish I could do this. I wish I could... Uh, score this many touchdowns playing football. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And thinking, well, if only I could, life would be better and I wouldn't have problems. And if I could reach whatever level, well, if I could just uh, be on a mission, if I could just graduate from college, if I could just be married, if I could just get this great job and, and I wished everything away and was thinking at that point when I reached that next step I'm not going to have tribulation I'm not going to have trials and challenges. <laughs> I, I'm certain of it because I will reach that pinnacle and obviously we know that God you're always going to have trials and challenges so say that again say God has other plans Yeah. oh man yeah and, and when you think you have a plan for your life giggles <laughs> <laughs> God has another plan, right? <laughs> yeah. So it never goes as you expect. And and my plan, it didn't matter that I was shy because I was going to be a big football star and people were going to love me anyway. So it didn't matter if I spoke or not, you know. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, um, I, I'm wondering if somewhere in there, there's this, and if I ever have to talk, it can be, I can give like, you know, a brief, like, 10-word response in the news and call it good and I'll just play and that'll be it, you know? <laughs> People will love me because all I have to say is football been very, very good to me and it was a great game and we we managed the game well and it was a good game and <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to the next game, uh, you know? No. And that's all I'd have to worry about. <laughs> no. <laughs> but... There was a different plan for me. Um, when I couldn't play football any longer after three knee surgeries in high school, Ooh. I floundered for a bit. And when you don't reach your dreams, sometimes you get your destiny, right? So, <laughs> oh my gosh, we could talk for hours about that. Yeah. Oh man, it's so funny. And, and, Go ahead, sorry. That's what happened I mean, with me. And so fortunately, you know, ever since I could remember what, or, or ever since I knew what a missionary was, I always wanted to be a missionary, even though I was terrified to do that because, you know, I, I don't know what the expectations are 
nowadays, but when I went on a mission, they wanted you to speak to people. <laughs> I think that's still the case. <laughs> yeah, I think they still do. Yeah, yeah. And that was terrifying yeah. to me. I can relate. Yeah. yeah you, you figure but, out but in, the, in the, an MTC, you find out what you can't do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the MTC was okay for me. Oh, okay. I loved the MTC because it was all pretend. It wasn't for real. <laughs> you know? Everybody says yes. Yes. Uh, no, and, no, uh, I had one that didn't. Oh, just that, to test you, huh? Oh, it was actually an actual investigator that they brought in. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling oh, me that. Yeah. Scared the jeebers off me when I realized it wasn't pretend. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, talk about life changing. Yeah. You know, if you want to yeah. make a man or a woman out of somebody, you uh, just give them two weeks training in the MTC and... For me, you know, buy me a couple of suits and a set of scriptures. You give them that two weeks training and pat me on the butt and say, hey, good luck. Go preach the gospel. Where'd you go? I went to Indiana. Oh, okay, cool. So you go to the Bible Belt where everybody <laughs> says, hey, I got my religion. I'm good, you know. Appreciate what you're doing. Or they slam the door in your face and uh-huh. say choice words, whatever. You know, but, uh, yep. And it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, an experience you never want to change yeah, for anything. Yeah. The most interesting yeah, was... I, I was just talking with a you know, a friend from my mission today that I bumped into at Desert Book and you know, I said there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about my mission and think about how grateful I am and how I would not be where I am today or have done the things that I did without my mission. It's incredible. And so you point everything back to the Savior. And it's like, you know, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so with the Savior's help, we can do this. And he teaches us the way. He shows us the way. And it's amazing what we can become with his help. But we can do so much on our own, you know, and we can accomplish some great things and a lot of people do on their own but we can get to this point but man when we let god in our lives it's incredible mm-hmm. yeah i think from from the kind of my brain's kind of like my asperger's is kind of like analyzing the pattern and what you're like the kind of step-by-step process you're outlining here and i think you know i i imagine a lot of people today you know with the same attitude of well when this or when that happens right and it's like that's it's kind of an imprisoning thought pattern because it's like, yep. you know, you're you're not really free. You're not letting yourself be free enough to, you know, have happiness no matter what happens to you. Like like Colette's sister Adele sometimes says, when I mean, something quote unquote bad happens, it's like this isn't happening to me. It is happening for me. I just have to figure mm-hmm. out what it's for, right? And you know when like you you so beautifully illustrated with your own experience like. It sounds a lot like it was a matter of when you let the Savior in, external things don't control how you feel about life. You know, you have the Savior's peace no matter what. So, yeah, that absolutely. is super awesome. I love that. Being able to use that peace to break free from those things that would have kept you back and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. setting free to do, like, achieve your destiny, as you put it. Yeah, yeah. Rather well, yeah, you've had a ton of <laughs> thanks to your grandparents. I know, like you, you just like when, when we when she found me on the Facebook dating app, you know, and we kind of met and started discussing things. And I find out just how much of a difference her grandparents made in kind of breaking her out of this repetitive thought process of oh, I have to be this or do this to to be appreciated and whatever. And it's like uh, God loves you as you are. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it's it's funny because I, I think of when you like the whole God has another plan thing. I on my mission, I had everything planned out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go home, and I had this crush on this girl on my home stake named Sandy. And I thought I'm gonna go marry Sandy in the San Diego temple, my favorite temple, and and you know we're gonna have two boys, two girls. I had everything planned out, like everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a name. I have their names picked out. I'm going to go to BYU, and I'm going to get a degree in computer science, and take over the internet, and destroy pornography, and all this the elaborate plans. And God's like, 
Oh, child. Let, let me let me show you something, okay? You have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he yeah. took you in a whole nother direction. Yeah. He yeah. took me back up to Canada, and oh boy. Lots of good, lots of hardship, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I and, and it's it's all for growth, right? And and you can look back and see those breadcrumbs in reverse. Yeah. Right? Because when, mm-hmm. you, when you're going through it, you're like, what's going on why is this happening sometimes you know (laughs) but then later you're like oh so that's why (laughs) retrospect helps get it yeah yeah awesome well so the next thing i want to ask you um so that verse starts out with an interesting phrase in john it says these things i have spoken unto you right in his exam i mean like you said his example as you mentioned already is critical uh, to follow, but this time he wasn't talking about what he did. Um, he was talking about his words only, right? So I'm curious to know how have you personally found more peace purely through his word? I mean, that's, I know it's probably a loaded question, but. <laughs> yeah. Through God's word. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, obviously through studying it um, and and through. I was going to send you another uh, another uh, clip, but I just couldn't find it. Um, yeah, feel free to summarize Ugdorf. if you want. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and and it's from Elder Ugdorf um, in a priesthood session, and this was five or six years ago. I've got it on my computer somewhere. Serving God and our fellow man will challenge us and transform us into something greater than we ever thought possible. Perhaps you might think that you are not needed, that you're overlooked or unwanted, that you're a nobody. I'm sincerely sorry if any priesthood holder feels this way. Certainly you are not overlooked or unwanted by your heavenly father. He loves you. And I tell you with certainty that you are needed by your church. Do you not know that God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise? And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Perhaps it is true that we are weak. Perhaps we are not wise or mighty. But when God works through us, no one and nothing can stand against us. This is why you are needed. You have your own special contribution to make, and God can magnify that contribution in a mighty way. Yeah, I just thought that was so amazing. And and I've used that in in many firesides and talks that I've given over the years. Um, That was from April 2012 or 2013 um just so powerful so you know it's studying his word it's uh listening to his word through his apostles and magnifying it in your own life so to me that that kind of tells my story um it tells so many stories of so many people i've interviewed over the years who i walk up to and they say, I, I don't have a story. My life is boring. I'm not <laughs> interested. And I'm like, no, you are. Let's sit down and talk. And you'll be surprised at what we talk about when we're finished, what we come up with. Don't, don't ever say you're boring or you're not interesting or you don't have anything of value to add to this world. Because every single person does yeah there's a lot of peace that comes with knowing just that from the scriptures you know yeah Yeah. and knowing that god knows you for you and loves you as you are you don't need to put on a frilly hat or put on a show for him to love you he's just yeah loves you for who you are what was that talk where he knows you best yeah was that that talk where i want to say president nelson i might be wrong where it's like Mm -hmm. there is no you must be tall to enter this ride sign on the church. It's like, or whatever. I forget yeah. who it was that did that talk, but 
So, I mean, that, that, that was a sort of took the answer to your question in a different direction, but um, that's, that's how I'm going to answer it. <laughs> that works. Well, that's a great way to, well, that's, I mean, having a proper image of, uh, what, what did Joseph Smith say? He who does not comprehend the character of God doesn't comprehend himself. Yes. Or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, when you, you know, from the scriptures, when you, what you can gather about the character of God, when you understand that, and then that we come from him, that's a pretty surefire way to get peace, too. So. And direction. And yeah. knowing that you can accomplish great things because he's with you. Mm -hmm. Which, clearly, yeah. Todd, you have done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and Colette, like you were saying, it doesn't mean you have to put on this great show, or it doesn't mean you have to have a TV show, or you have to cure cancer, or you have to do some incredible thing, or start this huge business, or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it means be your best. It means continually strive to be better. It means do your best, lift where you stand, you know, another Uchtdorf thing. Um, just be good where you are. Uh, be good in your home. Raise a great family. And I've always said, you know, the way you change the world is right inside your home. And if everybody did that, the world would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can have all these amazing social programs, but none of them are going to make any difference if we're not doing things personally and in our homes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I, I, I did this a few years back. I did this uh, fun with Photoshop week. I was just like, Hey, I have the software now. I'm going to do something fun with it. I'm going to take general conference quotes and make cool pictures out of them. Right. I remember one of them was uh, by elder uh, Iran, a call. And I kind of did this split frame of a uh, group partying and then a person on his knees and the top person's uh, the, the top half of the quote was, there is no public morality, bottom half, without private virtue. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that just stuck with me. I'm like, okay, that is, you know, like, it reminds me of what, um, oh, I think it's, it, I've seen it making the rounds again on Facebook, this meme with Rob Schneider. I think it's his name, the guy on, uh, was it Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison or something like that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. One of the Adam Sandler shows, he's on it. And, and uh, he, but he's saying, you know, if you actually turn off the TV and go out and talk to your neighbor, get to know your people around you, you will find that people are actually far more harmonious than the news is telling you they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been saying that for years, you know. Um, and and I've, I've experienced it. You know, mm -hmm. traveling to all 50 states, interviewing hundreds of people, there are great people out there. Yeah, I'm and, sure you have. So I, I, I'm sitting here like, I want to go watch some more of those stories now. <laughs> yeah. And, and the majority of people are just great people out yeah. there. And sure, there are political and religious differences. But once you sit down and talk with people <laughs> and not talk with them on Facebook, because that is just going <laughs> to start an argument. But if you sit down and talk face to face, you will find you have so much more in common and you'll get to become friends and yeah you might have political differences you might be a different religion but you'll be friends you'll have a great conversation do you do, but, do you like how often do you are you able to stay in contact with people you interview or do you or yeah yeah quite a few um over the years yeah we've become friends and uh it's been amazing wow i'm sitting here thinking like as you're saying you know like if there's anyone who who can say like who can echo what Rob Schneider said? I'm like, yep, that would be Todd. <laughs> Have you ever gone out of the country with the show at all? Or no, no, I'm that was uh, yeah. I just thought we've got 320 or so million <laughs> stories in the U.S. that we need to get to first. And yeah, yeah. I just saw international trips as just a pain. You know? <laughs> costly, yeah. Yeah, costly. Extra day travel. Yeah, and, and now with paperwork. With COVID complications, and, you know, right, like eventually Clint and I want to go back to Canada and, yeah. and uh, the, the, the policies they have up there now with, oh, you have to either like have evidence of vaccination to get across the border. I'm like, guys, yeah. you're just making things complicated. Yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah. 
So next question I want to ask you here, kind of connecting it more to the Savior, um, that peace you mentioned finding through the scriptures, how has that peace helped you gain more personal freedom through Christ? It's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I've gained more peace, obviously, through Christ just by uh, becoming who I always thought I was when I was uh, younger. Uh, it's interesting because when I, when I was young, young, I was happy-go-lucky, gregarious kid, then shut down, super shy. Like that, that was like before high school, I'm guessing, or? Yeah, um, it was elementary school is, and, and primarily it was, I mean, I was bullied, you know, when I was young, young by several series of bullies and, and my mother always wondered what happened to me because she's like a, a switch flipped, you know, and I, I just shut down and became this painfully shy kid. And then fortunately in high school, I, I met this friend who was kind of the class clown and I tried to mirror that and he had a lot of friends. And so even though I was, I had terrible social anxiety, like I was always super worried about what people thought of what I was doing I kind of played along with him and so people thought I was more outgoing but I was terrified of every single thing I did so <laughs> luckily I went on a mission you know yeah. had, bullies uh, were a problem no. for both of us in high school too so it's like yep you, you yeah. just you put a mask on sometimes and realize oh wait this isn't helping exactly yeah <laughs> yeah you put that mask on and uh, then the mission helped a great deal and then you know realized I'm not going to play for the Dallas Cowboys you know after the knee surgery <laughs> so after a mission I'm like what am I going to do with my life because I didn't know anybody who had ever gone to college so I figured um, I'm not smart enough to go to college and I never knew anybody who went to college but I'm probably going to have to go to college dang it uh, so I went to BYU <laughs> And because I still had some shyness in me, even though I went on a mission, I decided I've got to get over this because I knew it wasn't who I was. I said, I'm going to go into broadcast journalism. What better way to cure shyness than to go into broadcast journalism and be in front of a camera, in front of who knows how many people. So, Sink or swim kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Throw yourself into the deep end did that and it was I was horrific uh, for a while <laughs> I have the video to prove it uh, so if anybody can get over this uh, if I can get over this anybody can <laughs> I'm proof and I can teach you how to do it I have some courses that I can oh, cool. teach I know you that. how to do this and uh, it, it's it's amazing it changed my life so, so I'm in a way grateful for those bullies because they changed the trajectory of my life had I not been bullied I would have just been a normal happy-go-lucky kid and who knows what I would have ended up doing for a profession but because I had to prove that you know what this really isn't who I am I mean I might have been fine with being the shy kid and gone into whatever profession shy people go into I think there's a place for shy people there's a place for outgoing people I just knew that wasn't who I was so I wanted to get over it went into broadcasting grateful for the bullies in the end because they helped propel me into this career that has been incredible so that would be the answer to your question that's how i found that and that's how i've gained this incredible freedom from that piece and the first step in that was I'm going to exercise my faith and go on this mission and do something that, that I desperately want to do that I'm terrified to do. And I know millions of people have been in that same place. Like, I want to do something, but I'm afraid to do it. <laughs> yeah. You had courage to act on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's given me this freedom now to speak to you I, when I was younger I wouldn't have done this podcast <laughs> with anybody be interviewed or I'm giving you all the control you know I'm fine doing the interview well, I, 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 you know I do I tell a lot of guests in here we want this to be more like a conversation than just yeah. to put them on the spot right 
you know, we've had episodes, you know, in the past seasons where we've, like, it's kind of been more of a equal back and forth than in just one person. And sometimes it is just the one person because they just have a lot to say. Uh, yeah. We had one episode last season with um, Dennis Schleicher. It was a special we did. And, dude, that guy can talk and he can do it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that guy. Well, you ask great questions, great thought-provoking questions. So, uh... Uh, I mean, a lot of these just come from, you know, personal life experience and stuff. So, so. This, this last question I'll hand off to Colette. And uh, this kind of connects the other one you sent in Ether. I'll, yeah. I'll read it real quick. Um, Ether 1227 obviously you know most members of the church can maybe maybe half of us could recite this one but <laughs> it is a scripture mastery yeah yeah it <laughs> is men come unto me I'll show unto them their weakness and I give unto them weakness that they may be humble and your story is great for this one <laughs> and my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me for if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me then will I make weak things become strong unto them so Alright, so connecting the scripture in John to the one in Ether, how do you think we can find peace in Christ sufficient to have it, even when our weakness is manifest? Often in a quite ugly, dis- well, anyway. Ugly display. Ugly. Yeah. Great question, and, and it, you know, it goes back to kind of the way I started, and I, speaking of ugly, it's when I started in broadcasting. And like I said, I have the videotape to prove it. You know, when I was on KBYU as a student um, and and being so terrified of it and not realizing that absolutely nobody was watching. Maybe my wife and my mom, you know, and, and the other students, uh, parents, and, and that was it. But being so afraid to do this and just doing it just exercising that faith going on a mission exercising that faith and eventually having that peace and knowing what you're doing is right and you know when I came home from a mission I kind of struggled because I didn't want to come home from a mission I wanted to stay on a mission forever <laughs> I loved my mission oh my gosh yeah I, I'm I so sorry does I got I got to tell you this is funny my last mother's day call I had just just after the call I was reading um which chapter it is in 3rd Nephi where in the book of Mormon where he's you know saying take no thought for what you eat or drink or you know don't worry about you know any the temporal stuff let the Lord take care of you kind of thing I had just gotten off the phone with my mom for the mother's day call and where she had basically told me everything that was changing, you know, everyone that had moved out and done something else with their life, all my friends and everything. By the time she was done kind of saying, this is, you know, this person's out here and that person's over there and this person kind of fell away from the church or whatever it was, you know, or this person moved over here to, you know, do something with a different calling or responsibility. And by the time I hung up, I'm like, well... I, if I ever was chunky, I'm not now. I, there's nothing to hold for me anymore anyways. I don't want to go back. I want to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> missing home? What's that? I don't want... There's no, even, yeah. even when I came back from Canada after 10 years with my first wife, even then, my mom was telling me, whatever you do next with your life, don't move here. There is nothing for you. When your own mom says that, <laughs> that tells wow. you something. And when you try to extend and your mission presence is, no, you must go home. That was my Wow. Thing. Yep. I, I'm like, but then you wouldn't have to close the area. Because <laughs> yeah. me going home was going, taking it down to an odd number of sisters. Oh. So we had to close my first area, well, first and last area, to missionaries for a, a transfer. So. Well, I, you know, you said, Colette, does, isn't everybody like that? They don't want to go home, but I've known a lot of missionaries who really want to get home, and they're they're done. And I mean, that wasn't the case with us, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, and I wanted, I just would have stayed on my mission forever. I just loved it so much, and then the growth that I experienced there, you know, thanks to what I learned in that scripture, that maybe I was given a weakness, this shyness, that if you know, I was humble enough 
that that weakness could be made into a strength. And mm-hmm. I had no idea, you know, what that strength would become, that I would eventually become a TV news anchor, that I would have a television show, you know, one day. I didn't know that on my mission, but near the end of my mission, I decided I wanted to go into broadcasting and guaranteed none of it would have happened had I not gone on my mission. And so I'm so grateful for that experience. But when I came home from my mission or when it was nearing the end, I just, the thoughts of coming home, I hated that. I I didn't want to have to work for a living, (laughs) work for filthy lucre. What a terrible thing (laughs) to serve forever, you know? But you realize it has to happen. It's a part of the plan too. I mean, you have yeah. to learn how to sort that out and live your life and live your life well and have yeah. a job. And I remember when, uh, I want to say it was Elric Kikuchi when he came to our mission in Canada. I think this might've been him. It might've been someone else, but he was, you know, trying to motivate missionaries to use the time on the mission more wisely. And, uh, and like, and this was when it was Toronto West mission, but, uh, it's, combined back from east and west to just the Toronto mission now but he was basically saying you know just as a reminder to missionaries you guys you know I don't know if you realize how good you have it as missionaries you don't have to worry about having your groceries bills covered or paying rent the church does all that for you you you, financially speaking you're on par with the 12 right now you don't have to worry about expenses you know and be, like that you're earning on your own because th- that's not an issue when you're serving the Lord. He he, you know, he makes sure that everything is provided for you because that's how the kingdom of God runs. Those who are committing 24-7 work to him, it's not an issue. He wants them to be able to focus on that, so he makes way for it to happen. You don't have this for only, like, what, for only two years. Take advantage of it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope everybody takes advantage of the time they have on a mission. I mean, I like I said, I, I just loved my time as a missionary and would recommend it to everybody. Was it always easy? No. Um, there were some tough times, but, man, was it amazing. Wow. You know what you were saying there uh, about, uh, you know, the, the, the summary of the whole week, things becoming strong. Uh, with my Asperger's syndrome, I have... I mean, it was ADHD. There was a diagnosis as a kid, and then another evaluation I had was like, well, whatever it was as a kid, your symptoms are more Asperger's now. Which I'm like, well, that actually explains a lot of my, you know, I call it kind of a social dyslexia problems. I say things like, and people are like, uh, dude, did you, did you, what? That was rude. I'm like, wait, what? How? I, what, what, I'm sorry, but what did I do wrong? I'm like, oh no, I didn't yeah. say something wrong. I didn't know what I did. I mean, I had people like, you know, explain, oh, that was really rude because that, that, that I'm like, that's what it sounded, I didn't mean to sound like that. I'm so sorry, you know? And so when I started the podcast, like, I'm like, okay, well, if it makes a difference in someone's life, maybe you'll get out to a few hundred, maybe a few thousand if I'm lucky, right? And, you know, I'll probably... 30, 40 episodes into season one, I'm looking at the, the, the stats on Podomatic and I'm like, and one day I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I'm, I'm talking to Lorraine, like, honey, look at this, the, the, we, we got to like the number 16 in Christianity globally. I'm Outstanding. Like, like how, how did this happen? I, and I posted on Facebook when I got, the, the week I got to number three for like four days. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I am not this popular my post, I mean, look at my posts on Facebook. I'm not a popular person. I have controversial opinions and I voice them. Sometimes not so nicely. And I don't mean to do it, but like, I am not this popular. Thank you to my, my okay, this is working. It's not because of me, it's because Heavenly Father, but I mean, great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and the thing is, I mean, you got to be you. you. You can't try to pretend to be somebody else to suit an audience to to be everything to all <laughs> yeah. people right and and you will resonate with the people who are attracted to you right so that's i mean that's my advice to anybody who gets into broadcasting in any sort of form just just be yourself and 
and that comes with your own opinions and ideas and <laughs> everything that goes along with it, you know. And I know Claude Stewart enjoyed the the journey too, so it's yeah. been an adjustment the past year. <laughs> he had other hosts before we got married, and um, even for the first few months after we did, and then yeah. COVID took yeah. their Claire. lives uh, in another yeah. direction. And co-hosts got busy with stuff, and I'm like, and I'm trying to find people to do this. And I'm like, okay, I so I'm like, I gotta find two, and then season two just kind of took turns I didn't anticipate, and so yeah. wait, how are we gonna do season three? Oh wait. I have Colette's help. She wants to do this. So. Yeah. Hey, wait and, a minute. She's shy, though. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing that... that co- Becoming his co-host, I'm like, are you sure you want me? I'm not that kind of person, but... And, and then you did in the season uh, two with Jillian. For the yeah. listeners, go back and listen to that one. Colette just, whoa. She came out of her shell in a way that I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And That's outstanding. Yeah, just I like the fact that we get to to share stories, but also share about the gospel. Yeah. I've, ever since the mission, I'm like, so how do like most of the people I know are members of the church? How do I share this? I can't knock on people's doors and say, "Hey, would you like to know my message?" Because it's not really my message. <laughs> yeah. well, and that's I mean, the amazing it, it, thing about technology. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Any. If you have any closing thoughts about the scriptures that you sent us that you want to share or whatever, I mean. Well, um, just uh, in the world, you will have tribulation. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> Life, life's rough. But be of good cheer, everybody, because the Savior has overcome the world. Yeah. So I we're all going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and, and in the end, things are going to be worked out um people have been through some unimaginable things and what the story trek has taught me i mean interviewing so many people and seeing people in some really tough situations and hearing people who have had some really difficult lives the primary thing I have learned from that is I have absolutely nothing to complain about. I have had a blessed, blessed <laughs> life. Um, but another thing is that sometimes things may not get worked out in this life, but our Savior will work things out and things will be made fair eventually. Yeah, well, I, I like that you said the fair thing there because as, as you started commenting there, it reminded me of a blog entry I wrote a while ago. I had wrote one called uh, "Life is Not Fair." Isn't that a relief? <laughs> and the premise was, if it was really fair, considering what all of us mortals do when we mess up, how often we mess up, how often we offend God, some a lot of times without even meaning to. If life were really fair, we'd be a lot worse off than we are. And it would be divinely justified if it were fair. But yeah. thanks to Christ, you know, it doesn't have to be fair. And that, sometimes that's a good thing for us. Yes. <laughs> great point. Very great. For all for our best good. Yep. So, do you have anything else to add on? Um, no, just that uh, everybody matters. Everybody is important. Every story out there is important, and that's what I've always tried to proof you know for the last uh, 15 years of my life that's kind of been my quest is to prove that every individual is important and my goal with my show when I went up to any particular stranger was I saw them as a child of God and I don't know that every reality TV show host approaches their job that way but that was the way I approached my job and it, and it seemed to work you know so now I'm not doing that anymore but uh, trying to reinvent myself and figure out what I want to be when I grow up but uh, <laughs> doing you know a few different things and uh, I've got a website that people can check out it's uh, toddhansonlearn.com if uh, you want to take that. some courses yeah from me um, 
learn how to be confident on camera from the formerly shy guy who's won a bunch of Emmy Awards being on TV. <laughs> and learn how to tell your own story, you know, if, uh, which is extremely important. And it goes to family history. Um, I can only tell so many stories. Yeah. But and at minimum, it's recorded in heaven. Everything's up there. So Yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> the good and the bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think of John, by the way's comment, and, you know, and, and if you repent, the, you know, those parts in your movie are edited. <laughs> edited right out. You know? They go in the bin. So. Cool. Yeah, good point. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, guys. it's been a pleasure talking to you as well, man. Thanks so much for doing this. You bet. Awesome. Yeah, and continued success. I'm, I'm happy that uh, things are working out for you. Yeah, guys. yeah. So I'm actually curious to know what your first impression of Todd's story about overcoming his shyness was. Well, it gave me great hope um, in the sense that I have been shy a good portion of my life. I mean – this this thing we're doing here is <laughs> this thing is huge because I, I it's definitely not in my comfort zone but i think since the mission heavenly father has been pushed well probably before that been pushing my comfort zone so that i can grow and and from the sounds of it that's what he's done for todd as well in providing him opportunities to get out of that um, shyness that was so painful, even yeah, for yeah, his parents. Yeah, he used that word like it was like, like debilitating, painful shy. Not like the, yeah. oh, I just don't like talking to people. It was like scary, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grateful that he did, because otherwise we wouldn't have had these wonderful stories from Story Trek. Too bad it's not on the air anymore. Uh, got yeah. new people in charge. Yeah. But we will post the episode of what he's doing. Uh, the, excuse me, the link. To what he's doing now with the school, he's just kind of helping people learn how to yeah. do the same thing, right? So that's yeah, cool. he's he's helping others learn from what he learned, and so definitely check it out, and um, hope that with this new adventure that he finds great success. Yeah, sounds like he's so far. So join yeah. him with it if you are one of those people who wants to get out there and do something but you're scared to. He's the sounds like the right guy to go to for figuring out how that works. So. So for the challenge for this episode, also um, we'd like to challenge that uh, to approach people the same way Todd did in his episodes of his show, you know, recognizing that they are a child of God who can overcome challenges just like Todd did. And so see that potential in others and in yourself. So find a way to do that this week uh, before you listen to the next episode. If you enjoyed listening to this, please uh, go and click that follow link on paulpulsifer.podomatic.com. Um, share with your friends, family, anyone else who likes listening to podcasts, religious or not. There's, as you know, there's a lot of good stuff in here for those who are returning listeners from seasons one and two. And we've got lots more good to come. So, yay. Remember, about, as usual, remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom God gave us. Until next time, this is Paul. And Colette Pulsifer. Have a good one.